Welcome back to the Will and Josh Show, the Ask Will and Josh Show, which again, the focus of this show is to ask your questions about anything and everything related to cell phone repair so we can help you with hopefully a little bit of knowledge that we've accumulated throughout these decades of experience, <laughs> harder than the streets with all these lumps we got. Decades, it seems like I feel like I needed to get off that, that off my chest real quick. That's why I said it. Yeah, when you said decades, you really went in and emphasized decades. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool because, you know, a lot of times we understand that's what it takes. It takes the experience. Yeah, yeah. Right? A lot of times when you're really focused on doing something that's significant, right, it takes time to understand how to actually uh, do that properly. Yeah. Right? And so so I think decades is, is proper. We, we've been doing it for about, what, 10 years? Yeah. I wouldn't say decades. Maybe yeah. Decades. Well, once, once you pass one decade, it kind of counts as decades. You, you actually stop counting once you pass one decade. I didn't stop counting. My wife doesn't stop counting. She reminds me, the closer I get to every decade, she, she reminds me. <laughs> Same here, man. Same here. Same here. It all runs together for me, but the wives sure do. Uh, let you man, it's always a reminder. Between them and the kids, you're constantly reminded. <laughs> Anyway, so what we welcome back to the Ask Will and Josh show. Yes, my name is William Magno. Joshua Gray, right? You're industry insiders and experts in the real estate. Oh, I just said real estate. Look, I took it back. In the cell phone repair that was, that was business. That really was in the cell phone repair industry yes. and everything related to it. Yes. Uh, it's all relative, though. It really is. <laughs> business is business. So uh, tonight, it's a continuation of the stages of business we've been doing. Yes. Right? So over this series, yes. we're actually getting to the end of it now. We're, you know, it's, so it's five stages, and we actually yes. turned it into six. Right. Uh, stages zero through five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've been talking about things that owners of businesses and entrepreneurs experience at every stage of growth, exactly. which is associated to uh, problems and opportunities at each stage, right? And. What we were able to do is kind of really narrow that down to some key factors so you can identify where you're at in your business Absolutely. and what that looks like. Yes. Um, and there's some key indicators as far as like amount of revenue that you generate, yes. how many people on your team, right? right? Different things like that. Biggest so, hurdles, biggest hurdles. Yeah, biggest hurdles and biggest opportunities. Yes. And that's what this whole series has been about. This has been a fun series so far, it's by the way. It's great, man. It, it, it's actually, it's kind of cool to like go back down memory lane. Yes. In some ways, and to relate from our own experiences exactly. through the years that's, of building these businesses. The biggest, that's been the biggest thing for me. Right? It's actually opened up my mind in a lot of ways, too, about new opportunities for what we're doing today right. and how you forget some of those challenges and how those challenges still create opportunities yes. in the existing business. Exactly. It's very therapeutic. It so is. Sort of. Yeah, it is, man. Yeah, this is, yeah, this yeah. has been fun. Now, hopefully, you guys like are getting reflection. value out of it. Yeah. It's a lot of reflection. It's a lot of reflection. Right? And, and honestly, a big part of this for me, and I, and I think you're aligned with this too, is because uh, when we were coming up building these businesses, right. we didn't really have resources like this to rely on. No you blueprint. had to go outside of the industry. Yeah, for sure. Right? There was no blueprint. Sure. Zero. Yeah. Had to go outside of the industry to find, you know, and one thing I've realized is, and I would encourage all of you, is to make sure that you really do become a student of business. If you're going to be in this, you should be a student of business so you understand all agree. aspects of this. I would agree. But, there's some unique things inside of our industry that are different than other industries, um, and we didn't have resources like what we're creating right. uh, to, to really be able to learn from and a community go to and ask questions. Right. And Man, it's, it's actually so cool to kind of see how this is already starting to get some steam. I'm, it's, it's, just, it's awesome because we didn't have this right. when we started years ago. I, I would say right? one thing we always talked about, and, and this is one of our first videos that we ever did, which we call the 80-20 video. Remember that video? I do remember that. Right? It looks grainy today because it, it, it was so old. It yeah. does, the technology. Yeah, it looked like we recorded that on VHS. <laughs> right. But we call it the 80-20, and the reason why we, we, we call it the 80-20 is we were talking about uh, the different aspects of, of what's involved, and even in this space today, 80% uh, of, of what we do is business. Right. And 20 percent of it, I would say, is specific to what we do. Right. right. So it's the it's the uh, cell phone repair part of it is 20 percent. Right. But 80 percent of it is probably just the business principle. 100 percent. Right. And it's yeah. and I would I would I mean, I can't say this, obviously, in terms of experience, but I would say in every um, uh, industry, 80 percent of what you do, no matter what you sell or what you do, is probably the business principles of the business concepts. And then 20 percent of it is probably specific to what that that product or that service actually is. Which yeah, one hundred percent. It's like the eighty twenty. So it actually is taking me back, kind of to that to that time when we sat. In the I forgot about that, that man. That was a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, it's man, it's so true though because 
That it was the Pareto rule. Yes. Right? The Pareto yes. rule of the 80-20. Right. And it it is so deep when you start to go down that rabbit hole of 80-20. Yes. Because at the high level what you're talking about, right. it still applies regardless of the industry you're in. Right. Right? Yes. And one of the problems that we see all the time is because the 20% that doesn't get focused on is actually what will move the needle. Right. 80% for your business. Right. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It's the weirdest thing. Yes. Because yes. you spend 80% of your time focusing on things that aren't really going to move the needle for you. Right. And that 20% will give you 80% of the lift that you need. Exactly. It's so weird, man. Exactly. And until you really get it and you put a focus, and it hurts to put a focus on that. It, it does because you got to take attention away from other places. Right. But when you do that, that's when you really start to see that differentiation, that differentiation, yeah. that growth, and 100%. that steam start to yes. go in your business, 100%. which is a perfect transition to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. Well, what are we talking about tonight, Mr. Yeah. So we tonight, we're moving on to stage four, stage four, right? So we'll do a real quick recap, right? So for the, those of you, of course, make sure you go back. If this is new to you, haven't heard any of the other episodes in this uh, five stages of self-owned repair business growth, yes. definitely go back and listen to the other stages because yes. we, we do dive deeps. Mm-hmm. I, it was good 40-minute sessions to each topic, yeah. easy. And I, and I think that's back over the last four or five episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, we've been going in. Tonight we're going to go deep into stage four, which is a $1 million plus annual revenue generating business and beyond. Right. Um, so I know that a lot of our listeners are not at that stage, right? right? And again, we've identified this in the other stages, but I still would encourage you to listen to this because if it's your goal Mm -hmm. to potentially get here, which you can, right? You need to understand what the problems and opportunities are at each one of these stages, number one, Mm -hmm. right? And number two, it's always about growth. It is always about growth because if in business, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yes. And that is the truth because there's always going to be somebody out there that's going to outsmart or outwork, or outwork you in some way. Especially in today's uh, environment with technology. Yeah. yeah it can happen. It can happen night. and you don't yeah. even see it coming. Exactly. So it is so important to really understand what it is that you're trying to build. And honestly, I would encourage you to build the systems even if you don't ever care about generating a million dollars plus in your business on an annual business right. and on an annual basis, yeah. it's good to build the systems because at the end of the day, don't you want your time back? Yes. Right? Absolutely. Even, you know, even if your business is only, you only want to hit 400000 a year, wouldn't it be nice to be able to do that and then have whatever time you want to do whatever it is you want? So you mean like drink Mai Tais and chill on the beach while I make 400000 You've been on that lately. <laughs> You've been on this beach thing lately. I could tell it's time for a vacation. Well, I'm just saying. Who wouldn't want to like make 400000 a year and, and not give away all their time? For sure. Yeah. It's a sexy thing. It is. Right? But and in order to do that. You have to invest time. Sure into building systems, so you get, right, and understanding these processes exactly. throughout. So 100%. it's an important part of it. Yes. So again, so I'll do a quick uh, stage zero, yes. ideation. Yes. Again, this is not an all-encompassing uh, section for this. If you yeah. want to, go back and listen to the, the last episodes that we had. Yeah. Stage zero is ideation. It's just when it's an idea and you're trying to figure it out if it makes sense for you or not. Right. Uh, we did say that there is, and actually I think this number is small, but there's over 100 million businesses that are, Thinking ideas. Yeah. I actually think it's bigger than that. You think it's personally? Bigger? I think there's way more people who think about business ideas than never it. do anything. I think everybody thinks about that. At one Most time people in their life, at one time or another, yeah. I would I would say have thought about starting a business. For sure. So there's more than 100 million people in the yeah. U.S. Yeah. alone. <laughs> right. uh, and of course, this is just U.S. statistics. This isn't international at all. Right. Exactly. Uh, but I think it's bigger than that. I do. Right. Too. Um, stage one, we broke into two segments, right? You have a side gig and self-employed. We call this the solopreneur or the entrepreneur stage because you want to be an entrepreneur and you're trying to figure it out. Yes. Uh, and we broke that into two stages because what we see really is there's this side gig economy that exists, right? Now, I, I use that as Uber, but in our space, it's really like the iCrack guys, mm-hmm. right? The guys that are doing iCracked or Pulse or something like this. It's right. kind of a part-time gig yeah. where you just – I want to make an extra few hundred bucks. Now, you can be in a system like that or you can even be doing it on your own because you know how to do a little bit of marketing to generate leads. But zero to 4,000 a month usually is kind of that cap because to go beyond that 4,000 a month, you got to invest more time, which means you got to quit your full-time gig Mm -hmm. to go full-time into this. So you take your toes out of the water and you jump all in. Right. Right. You've made the commitment. That's the right side of the stage one is you are fully self-employed 
It's you right. on your own right. doing four to $10,000 a month right. and all the challenges that come with that and the excitement as well. Stage two, you're a new employer, yeah. right? You've grown. Now you're doing $100,000 to $300,000 a year. Maybe you got one partner or a lead technician that you're like, hey, I'm a, I invest in you. I'm going to help grow what you do, help my vision grow, right? right? We're going to do this together, right. whatever it looks like, yeah. right? Contractor, however that looks. But usually it's going to be up to about three people on your squad building this thing, doing one to 300000 By the way, there's only 1.7 million of those businesses in the U.S. Right. So you can see how it starts to shrink. Right. Ideation, $100 million. Stage one. 16 million, actually self-employed, full-time business owners, 6 million. Right. New employers, 1.7. You yeah. see that it's getting smaller and smaller yeah. as we go here, right? Yeah, significantly. Significantly right. smaller and smaller. Significantly, yeah. Um, and again, there's some great opportunities and challenges at that stage. Make sure you go back and listen to that episode. Right. We'll have the links below this one mm-hmm. so you can go check it out. Stage three means that you are now a consistent business. Right. Which means that you're consistently generating money, man. Right. You have started to figure this thing out. You're generating leads. You're generating sales. You actually got a little system that's churning and burning. Right. You're, you're really delivering some good value on a consistent basis to your community. Yeah. For that, you're being rewarded for 300000 to a $1 million a year. Yeah, and what you're lo- really looking for in this part, particular part is how to grow that and how to market that better so you can get right. more customers. Right. For your, uh, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what it is. And exactly, you know, the, the leads and uh, the, the challenges at these stages, these ones, right. sales, and sales and marketing, leads, conversions, <laughs> things like that, right? Exactly. How do I so grow it? That was last week's episode. That was last week. Actually, was the consistent business. We really went in deep on that one. Yes. Today, right, gave you the slow and uh, dirty here, but today we're going into the stage four, $1 million plus business. So that means that you more than likely in this space, you're going to have 11 to 25 employees. Right. It means you got a good-sized crew. Yeah, and it depends right? on what you do, obviously. Like if you're in a technical space, maybe not so many employees. But if you're in a really uh, service-based uh, – Well, there's cell-phone repair. Yeah, cell-phone so repair. How, like how is that not it, – it's totally I mean, there's different ways yeah, to get Yeah, yeah, But I'm saying I, I just want you guys to understand like – Based on the number of employees, it could. I get your point. Yeah, because yeah, if you're a software company, you yeah. could probably do this with yeah. yourself. I mean, and maybe we've two seen people, that, yeah. right? We've seen yeah. it. We've seen software companies really, you know, sell and turn around. Right. And do it yeah, but when you have to provide a service like we do, where yes. you're repairing devices, yes. guess it's what? Typically. There's only so much time in a day. Exactly. You're not going to be able to do this by yourself. You have to build teams. Yes. Right. So you're going to deal with more people, is what I'm right. saying. So that 11 to 25 people at a million dollars a year starts to make a lot of sense. Right. So you really yeah. have to invest. One to three. Right. There's only 700,000 of you in the U.S. Right. Um, so the numbers are shrinking significantly. Exactly. Right. The team. This is one of the things that I think is interesting at this stage mm-hmm. is because the team goes from a core team of we could split a pizza together. Right. Right. To now there's multiple teams. I might not even see you for a week. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. And, and or even if I see you. I don't have time to actually engage, engage in conversation exactly. with you all the time. Which changes the dynamic right. totally. And you guys got to understand, I really, and we really need to put an emphasis on that because being able to have a pizza with everybody in the business versus not being able to talk to everybody in the business. Yeah, you got to have multiple pizzas, which means I got to bounce between <laughs> meetings. Pizzas. Right. You got to have multiple pizzas. Right. I didn't think about it that way. But right. yes, you got to have, have multiple pizzas. pizzas. Yeah, you got to have multiple pizzas. How many slices are you going to eat? On multiple days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, multiple exactly. Weeks. That's how you have Girl, to do multiple it. Multiple weeks. Right. Right. So you got to take that in consideration. So right. that growth is getting significant to the point where it really changes the dynamic of how people actually communicate. Right. That's a big deal. It is. Which really leads into where we see the biggest problem at this stage is people and systems. Yes. Right? Yes. Which means what? Right? Exactly to what uh, Mr. William was just saying. People are actually our number one asset in any business, to be honest with you. Yes. But they're also our number one hurdle in a lot of ways because when your team starts to get bigger – it becomes a lot more difficult to manage, it's a right? Curse. Yes. It really is. Yes. And your skills as an entrepreneur, as a manager, as a leader, mm-hmm. have to be more focused on how do you start to empower these people, right? right? How can you build systems? Again, remember, the problems are systems and people. Mm-hmm. So how do I develop my people and empower them? Right. And how do I create systems that allow me to manage that effectively right. while at the same time have systems that develop and empower them? It's very necessary for growth. 
Yes. You have to empower people to make decisions. You can't be the person to make decisions all the time. Right. Right. And that is so. That's why they say, you know, like, uh, where's the bottleneck? Uh-huh. You look at any bottle, it's always on the top. <laughs> that's true. Bottleneck's always that's at the true. top. I think that's the first time I've heard that, but that is so yeah. true. That is so true. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, Sorry to cut you off, but hence, that's exactly hence, what you were saying. Hence the words bottleneck, right? Right. That's why they call it a bottleneck. So it makes total, total, total sense. So, yeah. I agree. So let's talk about what that looks like a little bit. Um, I think this is going to be a little bit longer of an episode because there's a lot to get into. And again, what I would, what I would encourage you is even if you're in ideation or if you're stage one business, I really want you to listen to this because one of the things that I experienced in my life as an entrepreneur to build the businesses that we have today Mm -hmm. is the focus on people and systems became almost maniacal, man. Right. Right. Because I started to realize that that was the ticket to freedom. Yeah. Right. When you really got good at identifying people, hiring people, and these are systems. Yeah. Right. It's not, you can start by doing it yourself. Right. But these are systems that you have to create that attract people, Mm -hmm. identify them, Mm -hmm. filter them, hire them, develop them, grow them, retain them. And then at the same time, right, reward them. Right. So they feel like they're eating yeah. off, of the, off of what they're contributing to your growth as well. Um, and then all of the systems outside of just the people, right? One of the biggest problems we see, me and you were just talking about this, mm-hmm. point of sale systems. Like, so simple, right? Well, but so complicated. Perceived to be so simple. Right, because there's a lot of them, <laughs> right? right? But they're not always the right fit. Right. And because of that, it keeps people away from them, yes. right? But I, if you dissect... The meaning of the word POS, point of sale system. Right. It's a system. Mm-hmm. You got to choose the right one that really empowers you to be able to do what you need to do effectively as a company. So for us as a repair business, yes. that means that repair has to be – two things that I've always cared about. Repair, right? The repair ticketing system has to be on point right. because I got to be able to really manage what we do, mm-hmm. right? And then inventory. Right. Inventory has to be managed the proper way, too, because we have to manage inventory in our repairs. Plus, as a repair store, I have inventory that I sell. Those have always been the two things that I care the most about in any point-of-sale system. As an owner. As an owner. As a scaling, right? But to go back to stage one, I actually started identifying how to build the right point-of-sale system or how to identify the right point-of-sale system before we ever needed one. Right. We started with a paper system. Well, I think that's important to understand, too, because I think uh, and, and I think that's a really good uh, point because I think if you go back and you listen to all of the stages of business, what you really begin to understand is that the principles you pick up through all of the stages are kind of a, co- a, a, a combination they are. Of, of, of where we get to at the stage four. It's Lego blocks. Right, it's Lego blocks. Right, so it's they not build like, upon yeah, each other. Exactly. It's not like you hit these at stage four. It's right. You pick these uh, principles of understanding how important those things that you're talking about are up on, along the way. Right. So as you get to stage four, now you've gone through the experience and you've gone through the evolution of understanding how all of these principles combine to be so that you can be successful at the stage right before, right and i think that's very important concept to understand huge it's not like you it's just stage four this is where all of this stuff kind of comes together it's been coming together right it's just that now it's a it's a combination of all of these things at one point right so that now you're going to be successful when you have 11 to 25 uh employees or you're, you know, you're at this point where you need multiple teams and people and systems. Right. You've learned that along the way. Right. Right. Does that, and, make, does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And at the same time, yeah. right, you have to grow. I'm going to tell you the, the, the thing that I see, right, through my consulting and, and your consulting throughout the years, the things that we've been doing. Right. And in my own life, the thing that I see is a lot of times we tend to be the biggest roadblock. Yeah. Right. You got to be able to get out of your own way, man. Right. You know, and you got to identify that you're the problem Mm -hmm. because at this stage, Mm -hmm. a lot of times you are the problem. (laughs) If you are the founder of the company, you are the problem because you want to run things a certain way. You don't trust your people to run it the certain way. I ran into this with our last business partner, right? right? There was a lack of trust in the ability of the management team to grow the business the way that the vision was outlined, right? And that was the, the gap between the stage four and stage five, right? But to grow that... 
You got to be, it's like kids, it's like raising kids, man. You can't ride them the whole time. Right. You got to trust that the values and uh, the mission yes. of what your family stands for and all yeah. that, that you've instilled those things and you can let them go and they go into the world and become fantastic people that just become a reflection upon who you are and for what sure. your family stood for. Yeah. That's what a business is. There's no difference. 100%. I think empowerment is the word, right? Yes. And you've used that, you use that word actually in this uh, in this show already. Uh, empowerment is very important. I was actually having that conversation today with one of our employees. And uh, I'll just kind of give you guys the backstory. So one of, one of our employees today kind of came to me and said, um, you know, that from a management style, he wanted – a, 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 a different employee to actually come through him to so that he could know what was going on, mm. right, in terms of doing a particular process. And what I told him is, well, you have enough responsibilities right now. What you should not do is make it a requirement for him to come to you necessarily, but instill the empowerment in the person who is making the decision to actually do what it is you had a problem with, if that makes sense. I know right. you guys probably... Uh, if you're still following what I'm saying, is because what he was saying is I need to know when it happens, right? And he already has a lot of responsibility in terms of his day-to-day. And instead of taking on that responsibility and feeling like he needed to know, what I was telling him is he needs to empower his employee to make the decision, right? right? To do the process that needs to be done uh, the correct way. Right. And make that decision so that he doesn't necessarily have to be in charge of that decision, but he's confident with the person he empowers to make that decision and bring that information back to him. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that and when you get to this stage, you have to be able to do. You have to be able to empower people to make those kind of decisions. It's very, very necessary for a couple of reasons. Number one is because you can't be everywhere doing everything all the time. As you grow, obviously, you're going to have more responsibilities that you need to take care of. Right. Right. And so what you don't want to do is put everything on your plate and have everybody feel like they have to come to you to get that buy off. Right. Right. That's number one. And number two is you have to empower people to be able to feel uh, the empowerment to make those decisions because they're going to get more buy in to where you're trying to go at this level. So when you get to this level, you're going to see that thing uh, where you need to empower people to actually uh, to make decisions in your company so that you can go. And a very big part of that is understanding the purpose, the goals, and all of that stuff that we talk about. That's kind of stage five. It is. Yeah, but, but, but it's, the, it's the seed is set. A, yeah, yeah the seed is set at this stage for sure. Exactly. Right? So. For sure it is because it's a system. Yes, for sure. Right? 100%. 100, man. You yeah. nailed that 100%. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it's, it's hard to have this conversation in this setting because right. it's a snapshot. Right. And a lot of it sounds lofty depending on where you are. It kind of does. But I will tell you wholeheartedly, like, the way I look at it is everything in this world is built on systems. For sure. We as humans are not just a human. We are comprised of systems. Yes. Right? You have your endocrine system and your immune system. and. All you know, digestive system, right? Like it's all systems. Yeah, it's yeah. all systems yeah. because it's designed to work together, and yes. it does a specific function, right. which plays into the way that the functions of the other systems exactly. need to work, and that is exactly what this stage requires. Right. You really have to think about focusing on systems and what am I putting in place that allows the team that I have to do things without having to come to me right. for every answer. Right. That's the only way. At the scale. end of the day, that's what it is. You cannot scale if you are the bottleneck. Right. You cannot. So let's talk about what some of those systems might look like. Right. right? I want to give you something actionable right. maybe to look at. Yeah. Because what I've seen, right, I mean, we've, we've coached a lot of students throughout the years, uh, dealt with a lot of different businesses in this space, and they all look so different because all of us are unique right. in the way that we build our businesses and what each particular person's skill set and strengths might have been. Right. Typically, the business is going to be built on whatever the strength is of the individual that built it, right. right? So if I'm strong in sales, guess what? My business is probably going to be a very strong sales-focused team. Right. But shh, Nike's on the <laughs> delivery of right. what happens after the sales, right? Right, right. the execution. The execution right. well, you can of sell it, but can you execute on it? Right, that's the question. Always. So it tends to be that way. So right. that's why I want you to kind of think about right. what does this need to look like. So 
We'll give some examples, right? Of course, POS, point of sale system. What is the purpose of a point of sale system? It's not just to sell stuff. It's to manage the entire process of what you sell. From the interaction of the customer, Mm -hmm. which gives you a CRM, which stands for customer relation management, right? right? It's a database so you can collect information about everybody you do business with. Man, that is so important, by the way. If you're still doing paper tickets at this stage... You got a problem, right. huge, yes. right? Huge, huge problem. Yes. It's also to take that information from your customer and feed it into the next stage, which is what does my customer want? Right. Did they want to buy a product? What product did I sell them? What did that product cost me? Mm-hmm. Where did I get that product from, right. right? That is a tracking piece in itself as well. Yes. The other stage is did the customer need a repair? Mm-hmm. What repair did it need? Where did the part come from the repair? Who did the repair? What did it come in for? What was the outcome? What was the condition of the device when we took it in? Mm-hmm. What was the condition of the device when it left? Right. Was it the same? Yeah. Did we get the IMEI number on that device? Because if there's a problem and that customer comes back, did they bring us back the same device? Right. Or did they bring us back the same device yeah. that looked the same, but it's a different IMEI number? Exact warranty, right? Right. Yes. These are huge components. Yes. And that system also allows you to manage your RMA system, mm-hmm. your suppliers. How much am I spending on my parts? What is my fail rate of these parts? I'm not trying to get too in the weeds, but this is a big deal. This is, this is one of the major systems. Imagine trying to live without your digestive system. Right. Like you could look fantastic and everything else could be firing off. But if you can't eat and poop the way you need to, guess what? <laughs> The body's not going to get the fuel that it needs or it can't expel the toxins that it needs to expel. That is how I look at it as a point-of-sale system. It is the digestive system of your business. It is where the energy comes from and the way that the excrement gets handled, which is RMAs. Very, very important. It's huge. But that's one aspect. Talk about another one. Training systems, right? Because now at at this point, I talked to it already, what do you have to have? You have to have a way to attract, right. develop, right. retain yes. employees. Right. That is a system. That's a system, guys. You should have a system for how you attract employees. You should have a marketing plan right. to attract employees. It's not just about marketing to customers. Yeah. You have to market to employees. At this stage, if you're going to grow, you're not going to be able to keep everybody. Right. And you want to be this place where you've got a waiting list of people who want to come work for you. Right. Because your environment is that, and we'll get into that in the yeah. next episode. And really what we're trying to teach you guys is how to separate yours. At the end of the day, this is kind of what we used to talk about in the classroom. All the time. Yeah. It is, because that's what people would come to us and want to understand. Like, how do I separate myself from the guy down the street? Mm-hmm. How do I separate myself from the competition? And like Josh said, now, so for some of you guys, depending on where you are, this may seem a little um, uh, what advanced. Maybe you're not, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe it's not. You're not ready for this type yeah. of information, right? Yeah. You will get here if you continue to move in the direction you need to move in. Um, and once you get here, you understand that this is what you need. Uh, but what, but but really, the point I'm trying to make is this is in the details. It's that like the what the, what do they say? The, devil the devil's is in the, the details. details right? Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, that's really what it is. The devil is in the details because the details are what's going to separate you in most cases from. Your competition, and it, it's the very you know it's it's everything that that we're talking about. It is the ability to track inventory. It's the ability to uh, train your uh, technicians the correct way, or train your employees the correct way. Train, it's, retain, it's, and develop, man. Systems. Those yeah. systems. Are These so are systems. Important. You know, one of the ones that's missing a huge component in this space because mm-hmm. it's a service-based space. Right. Sales system. Yes. Right. Yes. What system do you have to sell? Right. <laughs> Exactly. Right? Yeah. Now, I would bucket sales into how do you market to customers right. so you attract and you get you know awareness. Right. And then how do you capture that awareness and bring them down to the place to where they're doing business with you? Right. Right? Yeah. And when they're doing business with you, how do your people systematically engage with these people right. to push ticket prices right. – but not at the point of coming off as sleaze bags that are shilling stuff, right. but coming off at the point to where they're here to serve, but maximizing the customer experience and at the same time maximizing profit for the business. Right. It's a fine balance. That's a sales system. Yeah, it is a sales system. And man. It's a balance you got to have with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a system. The only way you're going to do that consistently and across different 
Because think about it, if you got a sales team, right, everybody needs to be bought into that same type of how we do this at right. this company, right? You can't be selling one way and I sell one way and, and Joe Blow sells a different way right. and he sells a different way because there's no uniformity in that. And you're going to have some, some fallout in regards to that because customers are going to be upset. It's not going to be consistent, right? So what the system also does, even in a sales perspective like Josh was talking about, is it allows everybody to be uniform. It allows the training to be what it needs to be and it allows you to uh, have the same uniform approach to the, the consumer. Right. Yeah. So everybody's on the same page. I would think the same way. to that it's point, too, man, I'm going to tell you what's huge. One of the things that I see in this space that people miss all the time is the opportunity to upsell. Right. Right. Yes. I'm in the phone. Right. Why aren't your technicians asking about battery upgrades? Right. Right. <laughs> would you like to add a battery upgrade? Right. Can I sell you a screen protector of some sort or another? Right. Do you need a case? Right. Right. Can I do some diagnostics for you? Right. Man, there's a lot of upsells and these guys, man, in this business. It is. What do you want? Oh, you want a tire rotation? Okay, I'll do rotate your tire for 20 bucks. Man, that's not customer service. Right. You need to serve your customer by really understanding what it is that keeps them up at night. Right. Right? Understand that you are there. They have their device, which is important to them, mm-hmm. in your custody. Right. You are the expert. Right. You are there to serve them, which means... These guys don't know anything about these things. Right. That means for, for them, I have to educate you on it. Mm-hmm. Did you know that you know, your device is two years old? Right. These batteries really aren't designed to last that long. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever it might be, I'm not going to give you the sales script in this episode. Right. But there's things that you should do. It's a sales script. It's a sales system. Yeah. Honestly, I would tell you that is the number one thing that I would think everybody in the cell phone repair space needs to focus on uh-huh. is sales systems. Right. And that's just one of many, right? But again, so now we've identified three. At the end of the day, it's about systems. And systems allow you as the business owner or even you as a manager to be able to give the keys to the kingdom to someone else and allow them to run it without Without it's like a car. Yeah, without you you having to be there. You have to be behind the wheel. If you got to be there, then you don't have uh, a very good systemized business. And it's going to be impossible to scale to any level Without beyond you. what you are yes. because your number one problem at this stage, I promise you, yes. I've experienced this, I don't know how many times in all my businesses throughout the years. Right. People and systems, right? And not people like people are the problem. Right. People from the aspect of you don't know how to, re- you don't know how to attract the right type of talent, right? Number right? One, number one. Right? Number one. Which, by the way, is not always pay, right? right? Some people are like, well, I got to pay, you know, 15 bucks an hour, or I want to pay eight bucks an hour. Right. It's not so much to pay. Right. It's really about the environment you create mm-hmm. and the opportunities that you give people to grow. Right. Right. I agree. So that is a huge one. How do you retain? How do you attract people? Right. Right. Yeah. I kind of feel like I'm going back in circles, but man, this is honestly, this at this level is kind of crazy because it's not brain surgery anymore. It, it's that important, I think. And I don't think it's circles. I think it's just that you're emphasizing the importance of this it's huge part because when you hit the you know the one double m right or the 11 to 25 you know it just gets that important um in terms of success and at the same token it can fall apart that fast which is why it you know you got to be really careful at this level because not only does it take and we we often talk about things in terms of what makes you successful but on the same token when you get to 11 to 25 plus 30 people, you can, it can, if you don't do it correctly, it could be the detriment so fast. You can fall so fast yeah. because now you have more people that are putting negativity. It's a way bigger machine. Yeah, it's a way really bigger yeah. machine. So just like it can go up really fast. It can deflate it can, really quickly. It can deflate yeah. really quickly if you're not focused on these very, very specific core competencies and principles, which is why it may seem like we're harping on the same thing over and over, but... What we do understand is it doesn't take, as you get to this place, it doesn't take much for you to be out of control in terms of what's causing your right. your business to actually deflate. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So, so you're giving up more control. Yeah. I, like, and that's what I want people to understand. Like, The more you actually bring people in, the, 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 the less control you have because you're empowering people to have more control. So with that control comes responsibility. And so with that responsibility comes the, you know, the need for you to actually engage, train properly, have systems, 
because that responsibility is more detrimental to the entire part of the process. So it just makes it make sense. You know what it you is? You have to put more into it. You, know you just reminded I mean? me, man. It's, it's that important. It's that important. It reminded me of, so, you know, I have my oldest daughter, Taylor. Right. Shout out to Taylor. I love you, babe. What's up, Taylor? Um, but I remember when she was going for her driver's license. Right. Right? Yeah. So you're talking about 14 years of investing yes. into the growth of my daughter. Right. 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 And then what it was is we were putting her in a car. Right. Which is systems. Right. Yes. Right. A car is made up of a bunch of systems. Absolutely. She didn't know how to operate any of those systems. Right. 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 So we had to train her on the systems of how the vehicle operates. Right. And then also the infrastructure of what she was going to drive on. Right. And how the rules of the road work. Right. To keep her safe. Yeah. Right. This is important for her and her development. Right, because if we had not given her that, she wouldn't be able to develop to the person that she's becoming. Right, right, to grow and still be a part of the family and actually contribute to society. Right, right. right. I I always go a little deep on no, these analogies, cool. like Miyagi yeah, yeah, yeah. with the Karate for Kid. Sure, for right, sure, yeah. but I love it because yeah. for me, like I love doing these analogies because I think sometimes for me that's how my brain works. Well, anyway, make the connection, right? It's how I connect it because it's the same. Yeah. I look at our employees the same way I look at Taylor. Right. Right? You come in, I'm raising you on the way that I need to. Yes. The way that our family works. Right. Right? The yeah. values that I want you to have so you're a good person Actually, and you operate well I, in my family. I love that connection. Right? Yeah. Now, once you get to a certain place, now I got to give you keys so you to the drive. system so you yeah. can drive without me there. Right. You're same. not riding with me anymore. Same. You're on your own. Same concept. Right? Yeah. You're on your own. Yeah. So I got to train you, babe. And I got to trust that you. And I got to trust that you're going to be okay. And maybe you're going to do it even better than I did. Exactly. Right. That's a, that's a cool analogy, man. And that's dope, what it is. Dope analogy. That's what this is. That's what this stage is, man. Right. It is. It is. It is. You got to trust the process, but you got to treat it like your kids, man. But you got to have the process. And you, you got to have the you process. You got to have the systems. Right? right. It's important. You can't just swing it. Right? right. Because you might miss something that's critical to that success. Exactly. And when, and when your baby's behind the wheel, just crash and burn. <laughs> Don't want that to happen, yeah, right? Of course not. So it's important. It's 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 very important. So with that being said, Josh, I think maybe we got no. We're we're, we're right we on hit, track. We hit what we need to hit. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. And the, it's a good transition yes, time. Yes, it's a good transition time because yes. you know, obviously, this is the Ask Will and Josh show. I was yes. going to say hashtag, but it's the Ask Will and Josh show. So again, hashtag. hashtag Ask Will and Josh. Hey, there you right? Go. Hashtag <laughs> repair. Right. Right. Repair. Right. right for sure. But. You know, the goal is, honestly, and I love the fact that everybody's submitting questions, right. and our goal is to always try to pick a question that you guys submit. Again, these questions are submitted exactly for this purpose, right? Exactly. And right now, we're on a series of just teaching and educating this, but once we get off of this, we're going to get on to topics that the community has been submitting. For sure. But we always try to choose a question that we feel really talks to the subject that we're addressing that night, right? right? And tonight... We have a question from Samuel Castillo, Castillo. right? Mr. Castillo, Castillo, appreciate it. Yes. Shout out. He says, hi, guys. Thank you for what you do. I'm loving what I'm learning from these shows, and I'm hoping you will take my questions well. Thank you for the, for the <laughs> flattery and the feedback. We appreciate it. Um, he goes on to say, I have four stores that used to really produce good sales, right. uh, but I'm thinking about closing a store or two because I can't get the profit out of my business that I need to grow more locations. Right. There are some stores doing well, but I have some dogs that I feel like they take all my focus and I can't get them turned around. Right. Honestly, I'm not really sure what the problem is, but it's taking a lot of my time and I'm starting to feel burned out. I don't understand why. Hmm. It's a good question, actually. Yeah. And it's not the first. I don't think this is the first uh, scenario we've, we've actually encountered or seen. No, it's not. Like but it's the first time that... On the we Ask got, Will and Josh yeah, show, yeah, we've we been asked it this sure. way, yeah. which is why I really like this question. Yes. Um, thank you for your honesty and transparency, yeah. Samuel, you, by the way. Yeah, I mean, that's actually really, uh, really cool that you could even be – because it, it's hard when you're at this stage, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I've been exactly where you are, trust right, me. Right. And it's very hard to put yourself out there and be vulnerable because on one hand, you have this facade of success right. because you're doing well and you're checking all the boxes. Right. Uh, but on the other hand, you're struggling because – it's eating you, mm-hmm. and you don't know how to get out of it, and you need support from somewhere that right. has some answers or some experience that might be able to put you in the right, right direction. Now, at the same time, the problem is this question is so generic. It is. I don't really know how to address it specifically, 
So we're going to try our best, and hopefully well, that you find some help in well, this. Well, I think what's important is to under, uh, well, I think what's good is we actually chose this question because it relates to this particular yes. uh, stage. Right. right. And so sounds like uh, with Mr. Castillo, he has four locations. So four locations mm-hmm. would obviously, you know, in, in my opinion, would be a level of success. And obviously. they used to, well, he right. says, I used to really produce good sales. Right. Uh, but now he wants to, he's shrinking back. Yeah, he's shrinking back. He's closing. He's closing. Thinking about closing. Right. Because of his time. Right. Because he's getting burned out because right. he's doing, he's focusing, if we analyze it, he's focusing a lot of his time yeah. on problems. Right. And focusing on problems is burning him out. Right. So, yeah. without giving, you didn't give a specific problem, so <laughs> right. we're going to kind of address what those might look like. And I actually think it kind of tied into some of the things we just talked about. Right. Well, if you think about four locations, how many employees would he probably have around that? that I would guess he's got eight to 12. Eight to 12. Eight to 12 employees. employees. And he's burning, right. he's feeling burned out, which means he's spending a lot of time maybe at certain locations. For right? sure. Which, yeah, which is what he said, yeah. Right. So with that, we can kind of um, – oh, give me a second. There you go. Uh, so with that, we can kind of understand uh, or kind of assume. I wouldn't say understand, but kind of assume because it is a very general question, right? General, man. We didn't get any specific sentiment, and I really want to help you. Yeah. Because I, I, there's so know. many things. The thing is there's so many issues that could actually be happening with this particular question. Yeah. Right? I mean it could be, you know, it could be a sales problem. Right. Right? It could be a marketing problem. Right. It could be a, you know, a repair kind of flow right. management problem. Yeah. Um, it could be an inventory. I, so it's hard to know. But – Let's dissect it a little bit. Uh, I would guess yes. it's a people problem. Why would you say that? Sir? Because he's got four stores. Four stores. Two are doing well. Yes. Actually, he didn't say two, right? right? But he's thinking about closing a couple of them. Right. Well, so I would assume two are doing good, <laughs> right? <laughs> I would assume two are doing good, right. and he's got two problems that are draining him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He doesn't have different systems in all four stores. Right. right? If he had a unified system, right. right, he's probably got the same point of sale system if right. he's using point of sale system. Whatever it is, if he's using paper, it's all the same throughout all four stores. Right. The only thing unique about each store is the people in them. Yes. So I would assume that this is a people problem and a people development problem. Okay. Right? Because depending on the reasons that people are installed into each location mm-hmm. right and what their incentives are to do what they do right. and why they do what they do what they believe in right. right and here's the challenge at this stage too is because you're not spending time with them all the time right so think about it it's like kids again i'm on this kids thing tonight <laughs> right <laughs> but if i spend my time being negative with you because i feel like you're always getting into problems right. what's pro- what's that really going to produce for me Probably more, problems, Probably more problems, right? Because it's just reinforcing the fact that you're a bad kid. Right. And that's kind of what he's doing. He's spending his time with the bad kids. Yeah, uh, that's true. Right? Oh, well, it seems. Assume, it assumes. He, yeah. said, he, he said, it's taking a lot of my time. I'm not sure what the problem is, but I'm spending a lot of my time. He? He's not spending his time in the good stores. Right. He's spending his time in the bad yeah, stores. You got a point. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, again, Samuel, I hope you get something out of this, but I think... The problem is in the way that the people are – it's the people there. And I can't say it's like this person or whatever right. it is. Right. But it could be a cultural problem within that store. Right. And I say that specifically of sometimes you end up with these little toxic cells, right? Because people, if they don't feel like they're getting what they need from you or from the management team, right. then they kind of become these rogue units, right? We've seen that. Yeah, man. So, we've experienced it. Yeah, we've experienced it. Right? And you get these rogue units of – we're going to operate the way we do because me as a business owner and the way we were running things, right. we weren't being great about sharing our vision and the way we're operating and whatever it is, right? Like there's a lot, again, going back to parenting, mm-hmm. if I'm treating you like a bad kid, it's because I'm not really being honest with you about the way I live my life and what I'm trying to accomplish for our family, right? Right. right. And at the same time, I got to be engaged with you and what it is that you want to accomplish. Right. And I again, I'm assuming it's a people problem. So if you got a problem with people, it's because they're feeling unappreciated. Right. They're feeling like they're not getting what they're supposed to, but they probably feel like they're really working hard. Right. Right. I don't know. I'm I'm digging. I mean, but it, it, it's very gen- it's a very generic. It's it. You know what it is? It's a very uh, 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 
popular question or it's a common question is what I would say. It's very common. This question is very common because what we see is people who get to this uh, particular part of uh, what I would say success because it is successful. They call this the chasm too. This this is a chasm, right? Like to to go from one to five million, a lot of businesses die in that stage. It's a great place to be. It It is, but it's also one of the most challenging. Exactly. It is one of the most challenging spaces. You've had success. Yeah. And again, the problem that we could, we see a lot of times is one or two stores can be ran in a certain way, right? You can manage that a certain way. Uh, you can manage the inventory a certain way. You can train people a certain way. You can do it a certain way. But when you start to scale above two, when you get into the three and the four, which he said it's got four, right? It depends on proximity, yeah, too. A, a yeah. lot of it depends on yeah. proximity. It's so many things that could be an issue with this. But um, once you get to four, you're not necessarily using the right systems. Right? We're talking about systems. And so if you're not necessarily using the right systems, it's very hard to scale past three or yeah. four or five locations with the wrong systems. It's right. very difficult. And to again, I, and, and to right? this point, I would think it's a people problem. Yeah. So it's a people system, yeah. which means that it's attraction of people, right, right. elimination of people. It could be actually right? the people you're serving. It could be in the wrong location. No, I don't think that's it. You don't think that's I it? I don't think that's it because obviously you're generating sales and they used to do well. Right. So it's not necessarily location. Right. I think it's a people problem inside. Right. And – one of the biggest problems I see in business, by the way, is that a lot of times we're scared to let go of people, Yeah. right? Which is a big problem. Why are we scared to let go of people? It's because we're not good at attracting people yeah. and developing people. Yeah. So their skills become valuable even though they're toxic to the environment, right? Right. You know, what? I, had a, uh, I had a mentor tell me this, and ever since I've heard this, it, right. it helps me run our businesses a little bit differently. Right. He's like, you know when the right time is to let somebody go? When you're thinking about it. The very first time you think about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because somebody who's really adding value, you don't really think about getting rid of them. No. Right? No. If you're really having serious thoughts about why you got to get rid of somebody. Not getting rid of them. Maybe how you get better out of them. But if if you're thinking about getting rid of somebody, then it's probably time to let them go. Right. Yeah. But it it, it causes, it it at least should initiate one of the things we teach, which is that... um, this isn't working for me conversation. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, any of our students know what this is, mm-hmm. but th- this is a valuable question that we teach in our management sections right. is how to have these difficult conversations with your staff and just say, hey, this isn't working for me. And right. the aspect of it is you treat it like your relationship. If you're going home to your wife or your husband or whoever, your right. significant other. Yeah. Right. And you're not happy with it. And you just say, you know what? It's not you. This just isn't working for me. Right. Yeah. And then that opens up a fresh dialogue about what it is, and then you have the opportunity to talk about expectations. And then you ask, well, you know, are we aligned on the expectation? <laughs> I think that's what Dr. Phil would say. Right. <laughs> it's deep, though, man. <laughs> but it's the same. It's, it's deep. It's parallel. It's the yeah. same. It's conceptually, it's the same. It's yeah. The same. And it works. Yeah, it works. It really does work. Sure. So, again, Samuel, hopefully you got some value out of this. Guys, hopefully, hopefully you guys Sam, are getting some yeah, value. It was, it, you know, it was a great question because – and the reason why we picked this question is because it is a common question. Right. But it wasn't a very in-depth It's not specific. In terms of it wasn't specific, really but yeah. what I can definitely tell you without a shadow of a doubt, yes. it's a system and people's problem. It is a system and people's problem. Right? Yes. And it's probably a people system's problem. I would agree. Right? I would agree. 100%. So, Samuel, we'll, we'll be happy to dive deeper into this. Yes. You know, please reach back out to yes. us, and we're happy to give you more specific information. Absolutely. Guys in the community, hopefully you're getting some value out of this. I really think, though, you know, we harped on this tonight. For the right reasons right. is because I will tell you that literally this, at this stage of business, when you're stage four and beyond, yes. this, is, this, is, this is a game of people. It's actually, it reminds me of the uh, little, uh, it's complicated. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's complicated. And that's really it what is. it is. Because it, it up until this point, it's been like, yeah, you know what? You got a marketing problem. <laughs> do this, do that. Yeah, do this, do this. Right. It gets complicated in this space because it can be. And actually... Um, what was his name again? Uh, Mr. Samuel. Castillo. Yeah, yeah, Samuel Castillo. His question being vague is is kind of the right setting because in this particular stage, things get vague, if that makes sense. So it, it, it's hard. Sometimes it can be very hard because you have so many different dynamics in terms of what can be the problem. It's hard to identify what the actual problem 
is, especially if you don't have the experience. And sometimes it takes consulting, such as myself and uh, Josh, to come in and give you our expertise into what the problem may be if you've never experienced this before, which is what we've done and which we continue to do and always do, right? Sometimes you need that outside influence or you need those eyes or that uh, different perspective to actually identify why that is the case. And maybe in Samuel's case, that is the case. Maybe the reason why he wasn't very specific is because he doesn't really know exactly what the problem is. I mean, he did kind of say that. Right, right. Yeah. I have no idea what the problem is. And I would give you more if I knew more, but I, I can't identify what it is. Right. And this is where experience and wisdom a lot of times in this space actually comes in to be a benefit. So, you know, with that being said, you may be in a space where you just can't identify what the issue is. You're doing the same things. It's working for some stores or some locations and it's not working for others. And you're like, I'm doing the same thing. I've tried different things. Uh, we've we've been very, uh, you know, very diligent in trying to find and do different things, but nothing's working, right? To the point where I'm moving backwards. I got to close this thing down because it's not working for me. Right. And that's the most frustrating place to be in business, actually, is to be in a place where you know it works, but it's not working all the time. That can be very frustrating. And sometimes you just got to do the, the due diligence to figure out what that is. And sometimes you got to ask for outside help. And you got to get an outside perspective and you got to get different eyes on it so they can give you different Perspectives, you know, perspectives, yeah, right. And for maybe sure. For us, it's just you know we can't do it obviously uh, on this uh, podcast per se, but maybe if we were to see uh, uh, his setup or his uh, operation, it's all about insight, right? Like if, if we yeah. had a little more insight into the right, situation, right. maybe we could help a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, but sure. again, you know, the, the the purpose of this show is to help everybody. Yeah, for sure. Right. So yeah. you know, Samuel, I appreciate the question. Yeah. Where hopefully yeah. everybody gets some value out yeah. of this, and at the end of the day, again. It is definitely a systems problem. For sure. I, I, one thing I can guarantee you Absolutely. is it's a systems problem. But we didn't get enough from Samuel to understand what systems. One thing I could actually guarantee you, Samuel, if, if Josh and myself were there and we saw it, we could probably tell you exactly what it is in like five, ten minutes. Yeah. You know, I could almost guarantee you that. We've seen enough of it and we've experienced enough of it that if we saw it, as opposed to just seeing the question, we would probably tell you exactly what the problem is. Yeah. Well, 100%. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hundred percent, no doubt about it. Right. Yeah. So, anyways. So, with that being said, hopefully you got value. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think. I, I think you know. I, I didn't feel as buttoned up on this one as we did on some of the other ones, but it, it makes sense because we're in stage four. Right. And the other side of it is because when we go into stage five, you're going to see why. Because here's a unique thing between stage four and five. There's a lot of overlap. Yeah. Because stage four and five, the problems are people and systems. Stage five, it's leadership and culture. Right. And that intertwines, man. Like a lot of times the people are struggling because they don't have the right leadership or the culture. Right. right? And it was very difficult to talk to tonight because I know myself and William were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about leadership and culture. Right. Right. Yeah. But that's really something that you super focus on mm-hmm. and we'll get deeper into in the next episode and right. the next stage. Yes. But I can tell you that you start to feel those pains in this stage of oh, stage yeah, for four. Sure, for sure, 100%. You feel that. Yeah. So really stage four is really about systems, yes. right? And then identifying the seeds of, of leadership and culture. Yes, exactly. Really, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. yeah, for sure, 100%. So with that, we're going to wrap it up. We wrap it up. We leave you with this one. Hopefully, you guys got value. Yes. Of course, we're here to always help, always assist. We want to empower you guys. This is about doing things the right way, not just about doing them just to do them. So we're going to leave you with the hashtag repair rights. Uh, Don't use no shoddy parts. Don't treat your people like crap. Let's build the right kind of business, you guys. Repair right, guys. All right. So my name is William Agnew. This is Ask Will and Joshua. Joshua Gray. Till next time. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. See you guys.